celebrating greatness and we do it with the pig man Gucci here with Nucci drying up the game plan yeah chop it up with Steve while we on vacation if my fioso was a college sports Solano wins the highs man but the clock is ticking so they say it's time to go sit back and enjoy the show yeah it's G-O-A-T whoa whoa just took the number two Boston University Terriers with NHL guys in Boston to a 1-1 tie. The number two team in their sport playing a club team from Canada, that's sick. Welcome back, GOAT fans. We are back in the GOAT Raj. This is the greatest of all time podcast show, GOAT Radio. I'm the big man and... Uh, we have a li- wicked little trio here. Boys, Nucci's with us. And the legend, Mark Coletta, is back in the garage after his wicked weekend with his SFU Red Leafs squad. Boys, thanks for joining me in the garage. I know it's uh, we had a sudden uh, snowstorm. A blizzard, yeah. In blizzard. Van City. And uh, I got to say, it's pretty amazing. Vancouver just cannot function with one centimeter of snow. Oh, the bridges are shut down. Just never happens on a weekend either. It's always like right before rush hour and everyone went to work and with a sunny day and all of a sudden the city shut down and you can't get anywhere. It's it's pretty brutes, but uh, we made it yard, here. Turned into a yard sale out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to put some money into it, get some plows. I, they won't, I know we don't have enough snow for that. But it's it's hilarious. Yeah, I guess they're uh, putting money in other places, eh? <laughs> Ran out of salt. And you know, we we have to bring this up. We have we're gonna unveil something pretty soon here. We got something for the gold rush. You guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's gonna it's... look nutty. It's gonna elevate the gold rush. We're gonna keep it a secret until we're gonna make a nice reel out of it. But let's get into it, guys. Agenda. We're going to talk about SFU Red Leafs. And then uh, we got some Canucks, some NHL storylines, okay? But first things first, the GOAT fans know the drill. What are we wearing, boys? I'm uh, ecstatic with uh, with the what, with what everyone's wearing here. Um, I decided to go with the uh, with the wildcard weekend here upon us. Uh, the uh, Cowboys, my Cowboys are playing the Packers again 10 years after uh, the infamous uh, no catch uh, that should have been from Des Bryant uh, right here, it was it was a catch. Everyone says it now, and um, ended up costing them in the playoffs that year. But uh, they get to play him again now, and they're uh, they're an absolute wagon in the NFC. Can and you refresh my memory? The no catch. Uh, I was against the Packers in yeah. the playoffs ten years ago, 2014. The Lambo. Yeah, they said he didn't have full control. Okay, okay. Before when he landed, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they said no catch. It was in the end zone too. A fourth down play, actually. Yeah. Romo to. Yeah. To Des. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so ten years later, they're playing against the Packers again, and in the playoffs at home, with an absolute wagon of a uh, of a squad. So should uh, hopefully not come down to some kind of call like that again. I had to get a new TV after that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you guys are Cowboys fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Diehards. Um, I'm repping. Um, the, the legend Troy Aikman um, it's my favorite cowboy uh, you know I grew up in that era where they were a definite wagon and um, you know Super Bowls and and 
Jimmy Johnson and, and the whole tagline of how about them Cowboys and obviously people love to hate them and, and now um, they haven't won in a long time. So we're uh, hoping this is the year. He's an even better commentator. Yeah, he's great. He's Him got, and Joe Buck. You're right. He I does. love talking duels. He's got a, he's good. He's got good personality. He's got, yeah. he's good. He's just a, in his cool dude. I think he's got his own beer out in Texas yeah. too. It's healthy beer. If that's uh, might be an oxymoron, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How about the goat cowboy? Terrell Owens. Terrell. Yeah, he's been around or he was with a lot of teams. My quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> my teammate. Yeah. That's we're one of the goat post game, uh, uh, interviews. interviews or, yeah, they're pretty sick. I think he had a six suede jacket on too, and the oh, sunglasses. Man, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah, looked you know, good. Protecting Romo, right? That was yeah. that was good. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Mark, you know, a couple weeks ago we, when you were in here, me and Nucci were saying how you know SFU uh, Red Leafs were were sending shock waves, and now you you made a lot of noise last week. Yeah. Tell tell us where you played. Um, you, you played a back to back to back. That's tough. Yeah, it's not easy. That is not easy. And start with the first game. Who did you play? So we um, obviously have had a, a pretty eventful schedule this year, and and, yeah. and um, doing some I think pretty remarkable things. And in, in in with all due respect to to how we operate, but um, you know, Boston University, Boston College, and Providence in in seventy two hours are. Mm-hmm. Three days is is not an easy gauntlet to run. Um, Those are goat worthy programs. Oh yeah, in history. Yeah, and, and for teams that play at that level, that's a hard schedule. These are NCAA championship squads, yeah. all of them. Well, BU yeah. and BC are ranked one and two, and Providence is ranked ninth. So we're we're showing up with our ragtag. And Providence bunch of boys. won it. They won the fifteen, I think. They, they won. won the whole thing. Yeah, six uh, eight years ago. All right, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, you know, we're, our guys are lunch pail guys, right? We're, we're working hard. We're doing all those little things to, to, to get better. And, and I think that growth mindset since the beginning of the year when we took our lumps at Michigan, um, it paid off. You know, we've got three months of, of this kind of hockey under our belt. And, you know, the first night, obviously at BU, um, you know, great, great facility, great city, great guys. I mean, Jay Pandolfo, former Stanley Cup winner with the Devils, mm. he was gracious enough to come over chat with us they they showed us around the the facilities we skated there for for a day before we played you know they were missing obviously Hudson Willander and obviously Macklin um Celebrini Aiden didn't play either but you know that's the same lineup that beat Yale the week before 6-1 yeah so any of the naysayers saying well you know they didn't have this they didn't have this hey that, that's a quality team top to bottom doesn't matter who's in or who's out they're they're a phenomenal hockey team and we had to play ugly hockey and you know we did. Uh, Fanuch did send me a note after the first period and just kick, keep him to the outside. And we played an old school man on man. We held that weak side winger. We mirrored them at the top. We didn't run out. We 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 were very cautious to make sure we're in the lanes. And anything below the hash marks, we was trying to stay tight. Our goaltending was good. And you know we're sitting there after one up one nothing. We're sitting there after two one one. And you're and you're sitting there. You're going. You know you're looking at Jim Camazola and myself. I go, Are you shitting me? And and it's mm-hmm. like well. We're here. We might as well keep going, and you get it to overtime, and anything can happen. And yeah, we lost in the shootout, but it goes down as a one-one tie. So that was that was Friday night. It was pretty cool. Yeah, the such a fine line. One little bounce here, you don't get the save. Goes the other way. College is is nutty that way. Oh, I know. And they had like a long, lengthy five-on-three kill. 
oh, yeah. at one point too in the th- late in the third period and to get that and um and then it would have been pretty easy to kind of just roll over the rest of the weekend or you yeah. know sit off like hang off of off that result mm-hmm. and be like hey that's good enough or or whatever right but yeah um, and you know i don't i never killed many penalties in my day so that was in my uh go-to and so i let jimmy jimmy run the pk and they did a great job i mean we it was like it was four and a half minutes five on five on four five on three and we we, we managed to stave it off and we didn't give him any good looks either and it was that was a good thing um lost a defenseman halfway through the second period with a with a skate cut to the wrist and he was done for the rest of the weekend um you know one of our defensemen crosser gets a five minute and he's out so we're down to yeah. down to you know you're down to four and, and and you're playing a game where you know, like I said, you're 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 in it, and you, you, now the belief happens, and the guys are are pushing, and, and and it's and it's the coaching staff's job at that point now to to make sure that everything's positive, and, and, and you're continuing to believe that you can win. Mm-hmm. And um, the X's and O's are out the window at this point. It's all just pure emotion and pure adrenaline. And 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 again, like Fanucci said too, the next night you could have rolled over and played dead too. And shit, we're we're up one nothing after one against BC, and and you're again you're you're sitting there and you're getting texts in between the periods, going, "What the hell's going on over there?" And you know the guys just they 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 emptied the tanks, and we had a bad second, and ended up losing five five two five one, I believe. But again, that's another nationally ranked mm-hmm. team, albeit missing their World Junior guys. And um, yeah, facilities phenomenal on both ends, right there, both yep. nights. As a coach, were you were you kind of nervous going into the re- weekend? You know, I, I learned this a long time ago, and I never thought of it. And uh, why well, I shouldn't say I learned this, I heard the comment Bobby Emery made to us when I was at Plattsburgh a bunch of years ago. He's, your your highest high as a player will never meet your lowest low as a coach. And I never really thought of it until you start coaching. And the and the thing is, as a player, you win, you lose, you go out with the boys after the game. And mm-hmm. get a couple beers, or you're hanging out with your girlfriend or whoever it is, and 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 it kind of just goes by, and you're in control when you're on the ice, and you're doing those things as a player. As a coach, you go home and dwell. Should mm-hmm. I, should I put this guy out? Should I not done this? Should I, you know, should he have taken a, a shot instead of this guy? Should I, you know, you you start second guessing everything you do. So there's no nerves there. It's just you you got a helpless feeling because you're in mm-hmm. no control. You stand on the bench, and you watch these guys go balls out, sacrifice their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're standing in front of slap shots at 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. They're diving in front of pucks. You know, like I said, the one kid, yeah. you know, he, he was a millimeter too close to severing a, a vein. And that's how deep this cut was. And and when I see my guys do that, yeah. um, it's it's definitely emotional. And, and again, you, you just sit there and watch in awe and say, good job, guys. That's all you can really say. Unreal. Yeah, it was cool to watch. I was able to find a stream for for that BU game, um, and then, like you said, you guys just had one bad period against Boston College, and a good team like that will will zip you oh, if you, you if uh, <laughs> you go if you fall asleep for even ten minutes. So um, it's like it's like yeah. the line in Top Gun: "Which way did he go? Which way did who go?" And you're yeah. just going like this. You don't you don't see it, right? And then usually, like going into the next game, like in pro, I played three and threes in the coast and things like that, and but usually you're playing another team that's played a three on three and those are, you know, pretty ugly games usually. And both teams are kind of in the same situation Yeah. with their third game and, you know, two and a half days or three days. But like that was your guys' third game. You guys haven't played three and three 
years probably and no, then you get on the bus sunday morning providence. and you're you're firing over the the 95 into providence rhode island and yeah. it's like okay now we're, where are we at now boys mm-hmm. what do you got left now you're down to 5d yeah, what, what do you say to the boys there yeah it's third game three <laughs> nights you're playing another it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game what do you t- what are you saying before that game you know you try, you try to fire them up as much as you can they're they're beat up yeah i mean they're just you know, some guys play a lot of minutes, you know, mm-hmm. especially our, some of our top end guys they are killing power. They're killing penalties. They're on the power play mm-hmm. and they're playing double shifts when there's a face off in our zone or yeah. trying to line match a bit. And, you know, you don't, you don't see that that often. And the third game, you know, you just got to try to, to keep them in the moment and, and understand and motivate a bit with regards to, there's not many guys that are doing this. Mm-hmm. You guys are fortunate enough to, to be in an environment at this point that no other SFE student is. And, and again, I don't, I don't, I'm not using this to dismiss any of the student athletes mm-hmm. up there. They're all quality students. They're all quality athletes. They do their job and they do, do it really well. Our guys just happen to be playing three NCAA division one teams at the top of their game. And now yeah. I'm telling them, Hey, throw them back into the fire and go play a third game in three days. So yeah. it was tough. There was a sense of, of three, two going into the third. And there was like Fanuch said, you, you could roll over and just say, shit, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the third period might've been our best period. They, they came out, you know, there was a little bit of motivation to your point. What do you say? Well, you know, the couple of Providence guys are chirping the bench saying, go back to Canada and, you know, mm-hmm. get out of here. You guys are classical a You're a, American <laughs> chirps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're a club hockey team, beat it. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, I use that. Like, I can't really repeat what I said in the room and yeah, you know, get a little bit of little bit of anger in your voice and, and get the guys going a little bit. In the third period, they came out and, and we ended up losing four two or whatever it was. And yeah, you want to hear those trips. It was tight. Yeah, you know? you're in the game. That means you're in their head. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it, it was good. It, it, again, Nate Lehman, World Junior Coach, Coach of Providence, great guy. Mm-hmm. Very nice to have us over there. And, and 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 shook his head after the game and just said, "Look, great game, your guys. I've never seen your guys work work so hard." And to, to to hear that from a guy like that, our guys do all the work and they deserve all the credit. Beauty. Man, three and three. Like, what are these guys doing these days? I remember back then I would just try and rub my legs in something like icy hot or whatever just so that I wouldn't – I would feel the burn of that rather than, like, <laughs> how tired my legs were. Just Cold to, time. like, change yeah. my brain. No like, ice no ice left in any of the ice machines at the hotel. I'll tell you that. They were, they were in the cold tubs. Community steady. cold tubs yeah. on the third yeah. floor of the Best Western. Yeah. So going forward, what's what's uh, on the agenda? Yeah, we we got a couple of weeks here where we, we don't have any games until we go to Minot State to end end our end our, our season here. And um, we'll, we'll practice. We'll do a couple of things and bring some guys in to do some skill development, maybe yeah. to, to break up the weeks that are going to be a little bit stale sure they don't want to listen to me for four weeks in a row mm-hmm. um so we'll do that and have some fun with the next week and, and then yeah. get back to work um you know moving ahead it, it's recruiting it's scheduling um it's trying to get next year up and running whether things take a turn for the better or things stay status quo i don't know all i know is that it's my job to to make sure i give the players the best experience and and competition they can so I think you'll be happy when, when I say I've, I've reached out to a bunch of schools, Milos, and mm-hmm. um, Michigan Tech's one of the schools who've, uh, who's returned my call. Well, I'm excited about that. I can't, yeah. I, I can't wait if, if you guys end up making that happen. 
Gorady wants to be involved. <laughs> you can drop the puck. You can be oh. there, set up shop <laughs> right in the lobby at Bill Copeland. It'll be, it'll be a cool event. Oh, I can't wait. Just had a pod with one of my teammates. Um, and, you know, Michigan Tech, they just won the GLI tournament. Yeah. It'd be awesome to get them in the Maybe you take lower warm up. mainland. Maybe take warm up. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> my old J. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And you know what? I got to say, Mark, you can see the passion. You're really invested yeah. and you're really paving the way. You, your, your hockey club, we, we hope you can, you know, take down some barriers and see what happens. Keep chipping away. Yeah. Doing some, that's, doing some amazing things. Everyone's noticing. And all I can say is, you know, Lower Mainland's behind SFU. Yeah, that's the goal. And again, it's, hey, if you, if you don't try to push the envelope a bit and do things, then, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's easy just to stop and quit and do and just say, okay, I, I, I'm done. I, I think. I know we're we're trying to forge ahead and just say shit. If there's a barrier there, we'll we'll, we'll try to break it. Hundred percent. You've been you've been grinding like for a while, and we'll, you're gonna keep going. Yeah, we're gonna try. Hundred percent. Try to get to where we want to get to before maybe before the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. <laughs> so you're gonna do it this this <laughs> this, this year? This yeah, yeah that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're winning. I think a lot. Of, a lot no, of, I think th- those uh, emails and phone calls will be yeah. answered a lot with a lot more. Uh, not respect, but more after this last weekend and the season, probably. Well, we got Fairbanks for next year as well, Fanuch, yeah. so that'll make you happy. Perfect. Wow, we should head to Fairbanks. <laughs> Nanook land. I did that last year, man. It feels like Fairbanks outside right now. Yeah. 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 It's a blizzard out there. Awesome. <laughs> Before we get into some Canucks, all right? Nucci, tradition. What, what are we drinking? What kind of wine? We got the Miomi. The Pinot Noir, it's uh, yeah. 2017, a classic uh, Pinot. I think this is probably their best uh, out of their their great varieties. For me, what would we pair that with? After last time I was here, we talked about some pastas. What, yeah. Fanuch, what are we pairing that with? That would have gone well with my uh, tagliatelle al braised beef ragu this Oof, evening. It's good. That's a good. One. Where we'll, you, I know that that's unreal. Where are you gonna get that? I had it at my parents. Oh, okay. Carlo, yeah. senior, senior whipped it up. Should bring some in the Tupperware. <laughs> I know. I have some at home, actually. Okay, boys. Well, selfish, cheers. Selfish, Manute. Cheers to, uh, you know, the Red Leafs and, and where it takes off, all right? Thank you. Cheers. All right. Okay, boys. Canucks. I, I'm, I'm always thinking they're going to stumble at one point, but they are completely wicked right now just watch them take down another east coast team uh pittsburgh awesome game and all i gotta say is 649 the lotto line baby (laughs) wow yeah i think like you said everyone's waiting for them to to stumble or and if if that wasn't happening i think we would all just be like swooped in into this frenzy that you know, that is the Vancouver Canucks this year, but mm-hmm. I still have uh, obviously a bit of that kind of, um, I'm more a little more reserved still. I'm still, like you said, people are still waiting for them to, to fall, but they have so many signs of like what a good team would do when they're on, they're on a roll or they're, you know, they're, they're a good team is the way they answer back after a goal scored. They seem to tie it up right away or score right after. 
they're perfect after two periods with the lead. Haven't mm-hmm. lost a game yet. Almost blew it tonight, but found a way to win. Like, that's just signs of good hockey team. That's what you always talk about with the good team. And, oh, they had a 40-3 and three record after two periods with the lead and things like that. And they score, they score first in games. Yeah. They're never chasing games. Like, it's just... Okay, if they did after 10 games, 15 games, 20 games, you're like, okay, can they sustain it? But we're over halfway through the season now. Unless injuries and all that happen, which happens to every team, and that's when really it goes out the window. But if they say healthy or even close to healthy, I just don't see how they're going to really fall much. I think like First, a, the NHL, man. I think there's an attitude, and again, we can talk about lineups and, and skill, you know, 1 through 20 or whatever it is, but... The way Tockett has really instilled some mm-hmm. work, and not only work, but accountability. Let's yeah. use that. Like when you're sitting out your star Russian goal scorer from last year who just signed a big ticket, mm-hmm. and you're just saying, hey, buddy, you're healthy. Sit, have a seat. Watch from the stands. We'll, we'll, we'll get you in next time. That goes through a dressing room with a lot of panic. Mm-hmm. And so if if the player that's on the third line or fourth line looks at the other guy saying, well, shit, if Taki's doing that, mm-hmm. what the fuck can he do to me? Yeah. And so there's a there's a purpose when they play. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing because if that's not there, then like you said, those those one-goal games turn into losses. Those mistakes keep, keep happening. And I think that's the single reason on how they're doing. And you got to give Alvin a little credit. I mean, Lafferty, Pugh Suter, Teddy Bluger. These are all legit third, fourth line guys, but they can all play. Yeah. Like every single one of those guys play. And yeah. Joshua's scoring goals. A man scoring. I mean, it's hey, might as well be optimistic with it. I'm a I'm an optimistic guy. So hey, what the yeah. hell? Uh, up and down the lineup. When I look at Tuckett, I just think of not satisfied. Yeah. Ever. Uh, yeah. He's not. And you win a game, back to work. Back to fucking work right away. Well, it's the only way I think you get things done. I mean, yeah. uh, the 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 one thing Jim Camazola, who's who's with me, he's an older older fellow who, who played in, you know, two Olympic games and, and the NHL and the American League and, and and has done a lot in his hockey career. Like he couldn't believe, even some of the way the NCAA has changed to where it's very NHL esque and very passive, like mm-hmm. penalty kills. We were playing two or three of the top teams this week, and their penalty kill was very passive, and we're shaking our head, going, "What are we doing?" And here we are. Yeah. We're teaching our guys to be aggressive, to jump to numbers, bobble pass, boom, be aggressive up the ice, be aggressive back. And I think, you know, maybe Tockett's philosophy is we're going to be aggressive when we have to be all the time instead of being very passive in, in certain situations, letting your skill guys kind of be on the perimeter and do some things that some of those high-end guys can't. Well, I, I think he's saying to the high-end guys and the, the lunch bucket guys, we all have to work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't really have a free pass. They don't really try, like, crazy stuff. Like, if you watch the Leafs play, there's, like, behind-the-back passes mm-hmm. and all this, like, kind of flair and to their game. But if you watch, like, Pedersen, Besser, and Miller, they're, like, dump a puck rim. A to boom, B. Go in, rip it back, yeah. go around. They just, like, dart into spots, and they're not really trying anything too crazy. Yeah. Oh, the only one that has a leash also Hughes and you got you got guys like Gonshar on the yeah they were talking about it today it was like um the guys that have won like cups 
in the organization plus guys that played for Pittsburgh too yeah. before because it was Pittsburgh tonight and it's like Cole won cups and um, Gonchar won the cup there and Adam Foot won you got Stanley Foot. Cups like Tockett would have won a cup there too yeah with Lemieux yeah, yeah. so it's like that story Tockett said uh, a couple weeks ago when he was on After Hours the, that was hilarious when he, the first time he got traded or when he got traded from Philly to Pittsburgh and you know, he was a meat and potatoes, tough guy. And yeah. he scored some goals, obviously, like Team Canada in 87 and all that stuff. But he shows up at Pittsburgh and he dumped the puck in and he got to the bench and Lemieux looked at him and says, <laughs> we don't dump the puck in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, obviously, if you're playing with Mario, then I guess you don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boys, what about, okay, EP40. Obviously, he's doing some great things. He scored the over- overtime goal today. But something's fishy going on. And Elliot Friedman said this. Patterson has made it very clear he's not ready to talk contract with Vancouver. Does he want to boogie out of here or what? What is he what is he waiting for? Nylander signed. Something's up. And I tell you this, you know when Bo Horvat came back here and everyone was like, Oh, is, are we gonna boom or not? If if uh, Pedersen left and came back, I would boo the shit out of him. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's it's kind of put of a. Uh, I'm almost harder on him this year. Um, just because I I guess subconsciously I'm like, man, is he gonna sign here? Like, what's he doing to deserve what he thinks he's gonna deserve? And then like he has uh this road trip, he's just exploded. He's even before the road trip, he was on pace for 99 points this year. People thought he was kind of had an injured wrist or his groin or something's wrong with him. He's not shooting. He's not putting up the numbers and and things like that. And he's still on pace for ninety nine points. And then I'm like, fuck, this guy like doesn't want to sign here. What what is it? What is he? The team's well, playing well. They're on pace to make the playoffs. First in the NHL. Yeah. And like he still hasn't really. He had a Friedman went over to Sweden and like interviewed him and talking about all this stuff and he's very quiet also and reserved and kind of almost yeah. like dry when he's talking about this stuff and you're like fuck man like what are you gonna even today he there was a story saying i'm focused on the game not the contract and maybe that's good maybe it that, is good maybe it is good but for us it's kind of like man just get it done like what's going on you hear about all these guys like kachuk was an example that happened because you're gonna get money yeah he's gonna get paid you're gonna get you're gonna, i think you'll get more than nylander he will because what these guys are kind of signing for is usually 13 to 14% of the cap. Yeah. And next year it goes to 87 and 8775 or whatever. And 13% of that is will be like 11.4 million. So he, I can see him easily getting 12. Neilander got what 11 and a half. Yeah. And Pedersen's a point per game player, over a point a game player in his career. Neilander's under like 0.87 points per game. I think Pedersen's more more um, of a, an important part of a, a team than Nylander is. Nylander, I feel like, is more of a secondary kind of... Oh, I don't know anymore. He's... I don't know. I think it's Matthews in him now. Adam, Marner? Had a Marner? Ugh. Yeah. Him and Marner are, are neck and neck now. The thing with Pedersen is he couldn't do drive a line himself. No. Nylander plays with Tavares. Now you put Pedersen with Miller and Besser, and they're like, 
Yeah. You know, he's getting three points a game. So yeah. he's a elite with another good player on his line. Maybe it's he, just posturing too by the, the agent and, and Patterson. And, yeah. That seems and, to be the new kind yeah, of way to do sometimes, things. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the media has to make up stories <laughs> to or create a narrative. That, or the agent sets these things up yeah, with the media. It, to like, like we are. My guy. Like we are. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah I mean, we we like to speculate no different than everybody else. And as fans, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna shit on somebody if they're not, if they're not taking the, the home, the hometown discount or they're doing some of these things that you expect them to do just because they're here. I mean, I agree in some, some aspects they, they don't really owe the fans anything. They're, they're, they're working. They're, they're, they're making money if they produce. And I think that's the key. If you're producing and, and, and you're doing what, you have to do as a skill guy, as a high end guy, then you get paid. If you don't, then you know, then you have to feel, you know, feel shame, like uh, Lemieux. Lemieux says in uh, yeah. go to the penalty box and feel shame. I guess the only caveat in all this is he's restricted. So even if he did want to walk, yeah, they can match it, can't they? Well, uh, anything they can match, but they can trade him. They can trade him, yeah. Like Kachuk get a haul for him, which you know would be unfortunate. But hey, if they win the cup this year. Pay him forty million a year. I don't care yeah. anymore because like they won the cup. Yeah, we're going so, buck wild. But look, I mean, everybody always thought Gretzky could never get traded. And I remember, I mean, you guys are a little younger than me. I remember that summer of '88, riding my bike on Kitchener Street to Pete's Market to get the paper because somebody said, you know, obviously no phones and internet back then. And so I rode my bike to Pete's Market. And anybody listening here will understand. On Kitchener Street, there was a petrol can and brownies chicken and Pete's Market, <laughs> and um. They didn't have it. So I rode all the way down to the Simon Fraser market on Hastings and Sperling just to grab the province paper on the back. And there it was. It was Gretzky traded. And, and everybody thought that was impossible. When so he was crying on the press conference? Yeah. Big, the great one. And then? Well, there he is. That's, yeah. that's why he did it right there. Yeah. To expand the game and start uh, making dough with Coca-Cola. And, and the Eastern, that thing's like a, a wrought iron stick. I don't think that thing ever broke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's wicked. <laughs> we also got another pretty sweet insider information. We had it today. This guy, he works within the NHL. Doesn't want me to name drop him, but legit I, info. I can quote, but he, can, I can quote him. I won't, I won't okay. say his name. And we love doing our predictions, Nucci. We, you know, we called the first NHL firing this year. No one saw it coming. Jay Woodcroft. We called it when he's one of the best winning percentage coaches in Edmonton history. We said he was going to get canned. Yeah. I don't know how we, we got it done. <laughs> but okay, so I'm going to quote this guy. And he's saying Kuzmenko and a later pick okay. for Gensel at the deadline. And this is what he goes on and says this Gensel's agent. Says no negotiations are going to get ugly. Rutherford loves to make splashes at the deadline, swinging his fossil dick around. Wow! It would be a pure rental, but would put the Canucks top six over the edge and an all-in play for the cup. They are going to go for the cup this year, big time. Oh yeah! They're going to do one more deal, and we're calling it first. You're here to hear Kuzmenko's out of here for Gensel. And for a Gensel. pick. And a pick. And they shed money on the cap, obviously, when yeah. they get rid of them. Yeah. Rental. 
Kuzi and a later round pick for Gensel. Yeah. And what's what's Gensel? He's what closing down thirty now. Yeah. It's got to be no. He plays with Crosby. He's he's a UFA too. Yeah. So. It would just be straight up for yeah. this playoff run. Playoff run, and that's you what have happens. to go for it. And uh, that would be wicked, I think. Especially I think, when, yeah. especially when, Kuz, poor guy is not in the lineup, and he should play somewhere else. Yeah, he's just not a talking guy, and yeah, I don't think it's just gonna snap for him at any point now. We're halfway through the year, and I love him. He's already personally. been healthy, yeah. and. Taka doesn't like the loops. He yeah, likes, I know. Stop. He likes the stop stops and starts. And starts. And he Don't, doesn't like the behind-the-back pass. Yeah. And no. He, yeah. No, none of the Ole. All bullshit. this is in his head, too. Like Manuch, none of the Ole bullshit, right? No. No. Like, he's passing I, up shooting. Now yeah. he's, like, nervous. It's like... I like Kuzmenko, too, man. Yeah. I, I love his personality. He's a beauty. What about a guy like the Worm? Corey Perry, he's back in the market. I thought you meant Dennis Rodman. Yeah. He's the NH- <laughs> Fuck, he's coming yeah. to the NHL. That's awesome. <laughs> the worm. Man, he'd be a great addition. Wouldn't he? Well, he's got Stanley Cup pedigree. He's got some veteran leadership. Not sure he showed some leadership in whatever happened. I mean, maybe it was... It was That's the thing. We don't even know We don't know, know what, what happened, happened, right? So right? maybe it's he the boy, really... just a boy, a guy being a guy. Like, who, who really knows until it ever comes out? And, and it's the, obviously a situation... Chicago, yeah. you can't break a, a you can't go overboard no. a decimal right now. You 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 go past your curfew, they're gonna ask you at this moment. <laughs> they've gone through a lot of shit. I think that it was just it was one strike out. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what happened? That'd be an easy addition too, right? Do you think they need a? I mean, I I really am impressed with Susie and Cole. Yeah. So you add you add some 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 experience in Cole, you had some size with Susie, then you make the Zadorov deal and you're sitting there going, wow, this this defensive core went yeah. from absolute bollocks the year before to, to pretty quality pedigree. And can they add maybe one more? Just maybe nice. it isn't Gensel, maybe it's another D-man. I don't know. but Because mm-hmm. one guy out, and that's Jolson in, right? And it's like, are you comfortable with Jolson in? Yeah. For extended period of time or in the playoffs? Or do you make any moves? You have to. You do. You got to make one. You have to. Jumpstart the squad a little bit more. Well, just for, for just spots. Add to it. Just yeah. Show the boys, hey, we're going for it. You guys have put yourself in the situation that we're gonna go for it. Yeah. And and you know repay their efforts by being first in the NHL. When and- you have Demko in net, mm-hmm. let's be honest. When you have a goaltender like that, and again, you 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 show me any good coach, I'll show you a better fucking goalie. Yeah. The bottom line is he's he's legit. He's a real deal. And he's like the save he made on Crosby tonight was ridiculous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some other things. His demeanor, his character, he's just he's a cool it's a cool cat in there. You know, he's a Boston College guy. So, you know, obviously he's a college guy, so we'll promote the NCAA guys. But yeah. Um any you know, anytime you have a goalie like that, you're leaning on him. And so you can play a little carefree, knowing oh, shit, he's got our back. You mm-hmm. know, and then maybe you, you play a little less scared. 100%. Good point on that. You're like my boy, Kirk McLean. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 94 run. Great run. Yeah. It'd be nice to get him in the goat rush. He's in, he's local. Captain. Yeah, we can maybe reach out. We'll reach out. I think he follows SFU hockey now. We'll see if we can oh, get him. Awesome. Okay. And what about hometown boy? The young gun, the phenom, Bedard. He's out. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a little test, month out. 
happened to McJesus? Remember? Shoulder? His shoulder or leg? I think it was his shoulder when he got kind of hit from behind. And he went down. He went down. Tried to split the D, no? Yeah. Against Columbus, maybe? Uh, I think it was Philly. Philly, Philly okay. 100 miles an hour. But uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's uh, completely wicked. Yeah, it's too bad because he'd be playing in Vancouver here in a couple weeks. Would have been his yeah. first game back in town. And, yeah. Um, I should a lot of uh, scalpers were ready to sell those tickets for big dough and now they're sitting Maybe with trade them up with the taylor swift tickets <laughs> and you brought up a good point when we talked yesterday is yeah i don't know if the maybe the calder uh calder race is op- a little more open now yeah than it was uh you got fantilli's doing well in, in columbus he's in a small markets so you don't hear as much about him luke hughes is unbelievable um in in new jersey and cooley cooley put up some numbers now I mean, he's pretty flashy. I don't know if he's yeah. putting up numbers in, in Arizona. I haven't really kept track. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple other guys kind of there on the fringe as well. And um, I mean, it's... how about the fact that I know this might not have come up either. It's like, it, it, it's a pretty clean hit. I know that people are going to scream yeah, bloody yeah. murder, especially locally and, or what, well, maybe even Chicago fans, but even, Luke, you know, Luke Richardson said it's clean hit and he was, a, he was a mean bastard when he played. Yeah, so. and it, Smith, right? Yeah. Big Smith, uh, Wisconsin boy. Yeah. Big boy. What do you want him to do in that? The guy's coming down the middle. It's a player. He doesn't He doesn't realize, oh, it, it could be anybody. That's his job. Or he's he not playing do, the next game. He's six foot three, six foot two. You yeah. Know, Bedard is coming through the middle. Now, if he's or, running him from behind and being a fucking yeah. idiot, then sure, I get it. But I think, you know, but to your point, Bedard... I, th- I still think he's a front runner for the Calder no matter what. I think so. Yeah, I think he comes back in a month and a half with a nice little... Maybe the old talk at Jawbone with the visor yeah, combo, nice. or, yeah. or or he goes back to the bubble days uh, from the World Juniors, and he just comes back and just, just tears it up and He'd come out with a Jofa, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> walks away with with the Calder as uh, <laughs> yeah. he was on pace for, anyways. <laughs> yeah, and then you know maybe Chicago comes last and gets and gets Celebrini, Celebrini. <laughs> yeah. and then you said this too. You got a uh, another Kane Taves. Duo. That'd be ridiculous. Wouldn't they, that be cool? No. They, they, they can't get them. <laughs> Fuck Chicago. <laughs> like, seriously. They're on pace, you man. If you look at that lineup now, playing two months without Bedard, like, whoa. It's uh, There's some there's some good players in this draft. I mean, def- I think it's defense heavy, but. Yeah. There's a Michigan State guy right at the top. Yeah. Yeah. You know his name? So it's a Russian name, I think. Oh, yeah. Defenseman. And then, Not obviously, even. Celebrini and Iserman. And I think Eiserman's going to BC, BU next year with Celebrini. Yeah, he yeah. decommitted from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're going to be a wagon next year. Maybe we'll try to get them on the schedule again. 100%. Might not be a 1-1 tie, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Fuck, did you, you know, did you have a little game plan of, you know, playing rough as shit too, maybe? Maybe you rattled them a bit? No, I mean. Chop some toes, chop some ankles a little, <laughs> slightly? The physicality always, I think you always want to be there. I think you have to impose some sort of, yeah, some 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 body work along the walls and make sure it's tough to get into that middle area, especially on the skilled guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's little tricks of the trade. As a smaller forward, I used to get my ass kicked, and you got to figure out little 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 things with the skate and, yeah. and, and stick to poke guys at the right place and get your elbow where it needs to be and off face offs a little bit of a. You know, toe, how, how toe, are the refs in, in NCAA now? Like, oh shit, we Jimmy, uh, we should have Jimmy on here. 
Um, we had one guy all three games, Antipin, oh and God. he was a fucking beaut. But yeah. yeah, that's just the way they they call the game, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. We, it, you know, it's just back and forth penalties. Well, it's they don't call stuff for long stretches of the time, and and they don't really call the physical. They call the little yeah. shitty stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like even the one there was one, it was three two against Providence, and we're you know. It's a third game in three days, and fucking Antipin knows we, we're this team from Canada playing our third and third and three, and our defenseman, I guess, the puck pops up at the blue, and he goes to catch it instead of just batting it down. He closed his hand on it mid-flight, not in the crease, just like at the blue line, and they call it. No oh, weird. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? You're gonna fucking call it? So I kind of snap a bit and yell at him a bit, but you know. It is what it is. You got to be a little bit composed, but they, they, he was, he was good. He came off after us and, and chatted with us after the game and said, you know, he, he couldn't believe that for three games, our guys did what they did, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're good. There's a couple of different rules. Like if the puck on the offensive zone goes off and out, the faceoff still stays in the zone. Um, the penalty, if you're in the box and you get scored on and there's a delayed penalty, the penalty still stays and you keep going. Oh, imagine uh-huh. the swing on those games. Yeah, so there's a couple different rules in the NCAA. The icings are what they are, uh, the hybrid, obviously. Um, and then the challenge rule, obviously. Yeah. We challenged a couple times and lost both, but you, you lose your time out. And... On goals? No, you can challenge anything. Major penalties, hits to the head. Oh. Um, it's kind of turning into double AHF kind of. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Say, those are some of the rules from when I was playing my last year. Like any anything that comes out of the zone in a in the offensive zone, like if you're on offense, even if it comes off your stick yeah. on the way out, like it stays in. Yeah, yeah, they were they were fine. The refs are fine. I mean, I got you know, I'll say this: I've coached SFU for I don't know how many years now, and I've yet to receive a bench minor for yelling <laughs> and screaming at the refs because in all the years I've watched hockey or played hockey or played soccer or you know, and I played both sports for a long time. I've never seen a ref in any sport come back to the coach and say, oh, you know what? Sorry, Mr. Coletta. Sorry, Mark. Uh, I made a mistake. I'll fucking take the cold back. Never. It's never happened yeah. in the history of sports. He's not going to come over yeah. and change his mind. So me yelling at him yeah. does nothing for me. And it just sends a message to my guys that I'm rattled. So now they're going to get yeah. rattled. <laughs> and I need to figure out, or our guys need to figure out the way to play the next shift after a bad call. Because, they got to go back out the next shift. And if I'm losing my shit or, you know, um, I think you got you to hold that in a little, you know, I've seen coaches snap and yell and scream. What are you fucking yelling at? Yeah. What Really? What's he going to do? Come over and say, oh, sorry, I made a mistake. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Yeah. It's like a cop giving you a ticket. You yeah. think he's going to say, oh, sorry, I didn't, you didn't, you didn't speed. He's giving you the fucking ticket no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's my take on I'm yelling no, and screaming. He's got to give it to him a little, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We gave a it a nice vent. Yeah. Robert Morris had two Italian refs, so I was giving it to him pretty good. I think I'd, once <laughs> a year I got tossed for just going berserk. I just needed that, like, one time, then put my twi- tail between my legs the rest of the year. Yeah, and I that know. was it. Yeah. I try to stay, you know. Got, <laughs> got the good hair, and, you know, you're up on the bench. You don't want to be. You don't maybe be do bad. something. You don't be maybe do something bench, nuts right? and, stay and make calm. it to the top 10 uh, sports yeah, center. Viral, man. You know how those will play fair. The play fair. Uh, throw the sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think the school would be happy with that no, comment. No, 100%. <laughs> no, I don't need any bad press. All right, boys. Awesome little pod. We love having you. All right. Uh, oh, I Mark, appreciate you guys having me. Anytime you're, you're available. Um, and, you know, after the season, um, 
touch base uh, and see how, how the last game went in yeah. uh, Mi- Minna, where are you guys Minot, Minot State. So Minot it's State. It's top end, one of the higher end club teams in the States. So it yeah. should be a decent trip. And yeah, like I said, I'll give you, I'll give you the heads up once the date is confirmed about uh, Michigan Tech. Oh, a lot of uh, lower mainland guys uh, went to Tech. So how about this? I'll say this. Fanuch and I, Cowboys win the Super Bowl. We shave our heads. On the pod. Wow. I'll say it. I'll shave. We'll get Geich in here. You got that? Yeah. Geich will come and oh do it. He did it at a beer pong tournament for me yeah. one year. We'll get him in here. We'll sh- Cowboys win. Shave the head. Nucci, are you agreeing to this? Wow. That's f- got to do it, Nucci. Come on. I guess. Yeah. We're wow. In. We're doing I guess it I'm in not the gold cheering rush. for the Cowboys this yeah, year. Yeah, I got to do it. <laughs> okay, boys. That's, that's, that's great to finish that off right there. This is the greatest of all time podcast show, Goat Radio. We will see you next time for more Goat History. We'll see you later. Move it. Puck is centered, broken up, and here's Heroic to Pedersen, trying to win it in overtime. Elias Pedersen keeps, scores! He stuck it through the legs of Jari as Pedersen was able to get away from Crosby. And at 3.05 of overtime, Elias Pedersen gives the Canucks a fourth straight road win on this trip as Vancouver beats Pittsburgh 4-3. Seven goals on the road trip for Elias Pedersen. What an amazing performance this is. T-O-H-E-O, greatest show of all time. The Garage Mahal, uh, like Kobe in his prime. Kicking it like Messi, Undertaker on the rise. Austin 316, I just stun him and unwind. Off the top, rope, oh, yeah, Randy watching fly. Rick Flair with tequila, oh, oh, feeling fine.